and welcome to Living Large and Hard. This is not one of those episodes where I regale you with drug and alcohol stories or meeting famous people or having people murdered in my house. And the way you can tell that, if that's what you're here for, is to look at the cover art and you'll see it is unadorned. It is just words. And when that happens, it's either something philosophical, like my um, goals versus processes, or it's one of these episodes, uh, what I like to think of as a vignette. Now, these are little short, short, short things that I've written that you would think would become something more, but um, it's kind of like they spring fully formed into my head. And then once I get them written down, then there's nothing attached to it. So it's kind of a dead end, super short story. And this one is The Coin in the Creek. She wandered across the field full of buzzing insects, the sun beating down on her bronze hair and causing her to squint her green-green eyes. She'd spent the morning climbing trees. She loved to climb trees. To be above the earth, hidden in the boughs, swaying lightly if there was a wind. But even her love of the trees had a limit, and now she was headed to the creek. She knew she was too young still to go to the creek alone. Her parents told her this constantly. But the languorousness of the long summer days would draw draw on with an open-endedness that seemed at times endless, and then she felt the need for adventure. She knew if she was caught at the creek, she'd be in very real trouble. But she also knew she made herself cry hard and long enough before the punishment was dealt her father would feel sorry for her and relent her father was her bestest friend and would remain so until his end so she made her way past the bushes that lined the water taking the narrow path that followed hard against the gurgling creek as she walked she swished a branch against the water's surface and felt it dance as the wavelets bumped their heads against it She minded the path as it was very slim and uneven, but would take looks at and into the churning water. And that's when she saw the gold coin, or thought she did. She stopped and bent forward, stick now behind her back, squinting at the twisting, roping, swirling silver surface, trying to focus below it where she'd seen the miraculous coin. And there it was, half hidden under a smooth brown stone the size and shape of a goose egg. It shimmied in the swirling optics of the creek, beckoning to be freed, freed by her. She took the stick from behind her back and prodded the stone, but the stick was too fragile and merely bent. She squatted down and realized she'd still be too far from the prize to reach it and make it hers. So knowing that she'd be in trouble for at the very least getting her knees dirty, she knelt at the very edge of the creek and put her right hand forward, steadying herself with her left. 
Her fingers touched the icy aliveness of the water, and she pushed her hand in. The cold caught her breath short. She lurched slightly upward, but then steadied herself and reached deeper into the tugging, pushing creek. And she felt the bank giving way, her center of gravity pitching up and forward. She pushed back with the stabilizing left hand, now itself dipping into the water. Panic rose, but then there was a magical moment of equipoise. She was neither falling nor rising. She was weightless. Thanks for listening as always. Next time, folks.